in this episode we're going to be asking the question can I get your honest opinion on feedback so basically over the next while and I'll say while because we've got no idea how long this will run for uh, we're going to be looking at feedback um, giving feedback receiving feedback um, when's the right time to think about giving it when have you had it that you've maybe not wanted it or that you've wanted feedback and the opposite you haven't had any at all uh, but before we start if this is the first time tuning in uh, I'm Jamie this is Jordan yep. and this is the beginner's handbook so what we aim to do doesn't necessarily mean we always get to do it or we actually achieve it is we what we try and do is we try and get beginner players either more comfortable playing D&D and you know, other role-playing games as well that the advice will kind of merge into um, for other games, other systems, or get people started playing. That's the attempt, that's the goal. Um, Whether it works or not, that's a different thing. Uh, It doesn't mean, of course, that we're excluding, you know, more experienced players that are out there as well. So if you guys are about and you've got your your advice and what you think then you know check us out in our other social media platforms leave us comments suggestions tips and engage with each other as well but feedback um yeah it's a it's an interesting subject and actually speaking about comments and things it's just another form of feedback Mm -hmm. you know i mean even when jamie's speaking about more experienced players um, maybe getting involved or, or players or, or DMs that, that listen to the podcast you know it, it's still even you know we're not perfect perfect to this either you know I've been running games for well, we've been both been playing for like three years and then we've got various kind of running games experience um, and we're always getting better you know most of the time it's because kind of organically we get feedback but sometimes what tends to happen is you actually get given it, you know, or you ask for it, which is a common one. You know, even this week, eh, I was running a game called Cult Divinity Lost. It's a kind of more hardcore horror type thing, um, but it can be very, very difficult. Um, I love horror, you know, but this generally is very horrible, you know. Um, so I asked the players for feedback, and they were quite happy with it. It was people I know quite closely, so they were pretty open and honest but that's, you know, everything was constructive and we'll maybe come on to constructive criticism versus just flat out criticism and when mm. to give or when not to give one or the other. Um, yeah. It's quite important. So the question to ask you guys is if you have been running games, if you're experienced uh, or even if you've never run a game but you've played it um, and you've been either asked for feedback or given it, we'd love to hear your experience. How did it go? Was it bad? Was it good feedback? Um, how did the person on the other end receive it if they were running or playing it and um, we'd love to kind of hear some of your experiences just to kind of contrast with what we are sharing with ourselves yeah yeah and again that's the thing like if the more we can hear from whoever's out there listening or watching depending on where you're getting us just now then you know the more we can figure out what's what's a good topic to look at for the future so let us know fire away again suggestions are always welcome so just do your thing yeah and if you don't suggest you'll just have to listen to the stuff that we actually suggest ourselves and there's been a few mm-hmm. that i've suggested and ran with over the last kind of couple of times i've done some episodes mm-hmm. so uh 
Will be to you if you have to listen mm. to the stuff I want to talk about. Um, yeah, Donkey Bingo was a bit of a strange one. Yes, it was, but it was actually very fun for me. Mm-hmm. And the donkeys. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't we actually kick it off then? So I think one of the first things I want to speak about today, Jamie, is we'll start with providing feedback and maybe go into actually... Uh, yeah, so if you we'll start with you giving feedback or providing it and then we'll speak about maybe how we've been when we've been giving it ourselves so starting with mm-hmm. us giving feedback is there any kind of times that you'd like to talk about that maybe you've had to give feedback maybe share a bit of that with us um I've, i don't think i've ever had yeah, to sure. give feedback if if you understand me there um and I'm, I'm trying to think if there's been a time where i've been you know, out and out asked, and I'm not 100% sure if I have or not actually thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But what I've done here and there is if I've had a kind of, you know, somebody skirting around the subject, then I'll bring it up yeah. into the conversation and I'll go, and I'll, again, I'll be honest, there's no point in not being honest. Um, but what I'll do is I'll focus on something that's a positive from what happened um, the reason that will always do that or tend to do that is because if you've not got somebody that's out and out asking you then chances are they're either a shy person mm-hmm. or they're not 100% sure that what they've done has been successful so they're you know they're a bit kind of anxious about hearing other people's opinions or you know there's there's something going on with them that's stopping them from just asking you direct and asking you straight um that being said if it is somebody that did ask me straight i wouldn't necessarily jump in straight (laughs) straight with a negative if there was something that i didn't like again i would probably focus on a positive but i'd maybe do a kind of you know, a positive followed by a negative and then use that to kind of balance out and then work my way through whatever it was that I thought. But ultimately, the long and the short is, you know, there's no point in just saying something for the sake of it. Yeah, did that's actually interesting. Sorry, if you were going to... I was just going to say, it doesn't help anything, you know, if mm. you... You know, if there's a game that you really, really, really didn't enjoy, then, as an example, if it was... up. If you were running a horror game, just yeah, as sure. an example, and I'm I'm somebody who's squeamish and I just have a terrible time from start to finish. Right, it was the wrong setting. You know, it was we started playing at three in the morning on Halloween, and mm-hmm. you know you, you stack it as much as you want to be how terrible it's going to be. What I would say as the like the player giving the feedback to you rather than that was terrible. I didn't like it. You know, because number one, what what does that achieve? You know, you've not given any context about what's going on. But there's no point in going, oh, that was great, that was fantastic, well done, you know. Because then what happens is next week when you turn up, it's another horror game. You know, so there's yeah. no point in not being honest. But what you can do at that point is, rather than saying that wasn't good, just at that point, if you're honest and you just go right well that wasn't the setting for me but you know with the way the pacing was this that whatever you know that was that was 
good for other people there but for me not my kind of thing sorry mm-hmm. and in, in that particular case you are being honest but if you kind of you know take the hit for it and I think I've mentioned this in a previous episode under a different context but if you take the hit for it if it's something that just overall you did not enjoy and you can't think of anything that's jumping out as being positive then you take the hit you take the blame because then what you're doing is you're still getting your opinion across but you're diffusing any potential tension there of you know it was your fault you never done this you never done that and although that might not be the way that you say it or the way that you put it across it's really easy for people to kind of read into things that <laughs> you know just isn't there uh, yeah either it exists or does not exist mm-hmm. it's actually we don't actually often talk about this kind of stuff around D and things because mm-hmm. um, generally when, when we're catching up we're playing you know, or, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. or, or one of us is running or whatever it is um so but what's just occurred to me when you were talking there was actually i, I quite often it's interesting when you say sometimes asking for the or when you've provided feedback, it's because it's kind of came up but not directly. And mm-hmm. um, because I've noticed even like this week running those cult games I was talking about, um, even just with the D and D with one of the the groups I run with quite frequently. Um, well, frequently, but in, it's like we play a lot and then we don't play for like three months and then we mm-hmm. play a wee bit for you know, four weeks in a row and then don't play for three months. But um, I tend to ask them quite a bit. I'm, I tend to often be like, oh, how, how was that? You know, um, I introduced a, my first big dream sequence with these guys, you know, to give an example. And that was, uh, I did, I planned it out, but I didn't realise it was going to be quite a, because there was a, a wee mini fight in there and all that and ended up knocking two of them down out of the three of them. And I went, oh, <laughs> Christ, whoops. Um, but it wasn't like I thought much into fight and like a oh, combat sequence. That wasn't the point. The point was about this big reveal in a campaign that I've made with them. Um, so but so I tend to ask for feedback quite a lot. So I'm quite often getting feedback, you know, generally mm-hmm. it's after a game or something. Um, so it's just interesting how your kind of perspective has been mm-hmm. um, maybe not directly asked for. Because for me, actually, it's, I suppose it's maybe actually dependent on who's running and playing it, you know. Um, because with the other guys that I mentioned I'm running stuff for, I've been encouraging them to run their own games. And mm-hmm. one of the guys has started that, I think, as of last week. Um, so but he, he's the same he tends to ask for feedback as well so actually mm-hmm. the feedback is quite organic and a lot of the time it isn't maybe it's not so much like can you provide me feedback you know it tends to be just how, how did that actually go and we're just chatting about the game overall almost yeah. like having a review of it just yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what happened in that game and it was like oh that was cool I thought that was great and actually we tend to quite often provide feedback informally it's not like he's ever asking for it like directly it tends to just be oh, I thought that bit was great when we're discussing the game after it. Um, Because I don't actually, thinking about it now, I don't think, like yourself, I don't think I've ever been asked, at least not with our group, the group we generally run with. (laughs) I've maybe been asked outright once or twice. But it's interesting because actually the summaries of the games don't tend to happen, which is a bit of a shame because... Um, there, there's been some great moments in the stuff we've done and we've probably never had that feedback loop that I'm thinking about it yeah I mean again like after a game you know we might stay and we might talk about events from that game but we've never really sat and went you know this particular scenario was good and the reasons are this this you know the, the kind of 
Most word I'm looking I, for. I, I, I know I, I where know you're going with it, and I'm more with, mm. uh, with the guys that I'm talking to. They tend, as I suppose, maybe part of it is we play quite late, but then so do we with the other group. What tends mm. to happen more, more to kind of give a better idea when, is we tend to just talk about the game, you know, after it, maybe how it went and stuff, mm. because we're just chatting about it, because usually we're, we're up to who knows when in the morning, you know. So we might finish about half twelve, and then we'll be up to half three. You know, and these guys like mm-hmm. to party, so they'll be we'll be partying, mm-hmm. but we'll be talking about it. So even if we're not kind of saying, I thought this worked and what what didn't work, although that sometimes comes out of it with with ourselves, we don't tend to actually have that. Even if it's just kind of talking about the game and stuff or whatever, there, mm-hmm. there doesn't tend to be that discussion. It's probably mostly because of the time and stuff. It doesn't quite suit everybody, I don't think. I, the thing is, though, you sit and you go, well, what about the next day or a couple of days after? You, you know, there's there's time in between it. And um, again, one of the other guys I see quite frequently as mm-hmm. well. So it, we don't really talk about it then either. So it's thinking about it now and kind of for the first time and on camera. And maybe we should have thought about this a bit more in detail before we these poor people through this is um, oh no of course uh, not this is a <laughs> this is a um, conversation mm. live you know yeah but, but it's a bit I, I don't know if strange is the right word but thinking about it now it is a bit bizarre and thinking with this particular campaign that we're talking about again that's been going on since pretty much the start of lockdown so you're you know, three months maybe into the the kind of pandemic stuff. So you're mm-hmm. talking what July, June, twenty twenty, roughly. Yeah. Um. It hasn't happened during that, but then thinking about it for any campaign beforehand or any one-off game beforehand, I can't think about it happening then either. Even when everybody was pretty new. Yeah. Which. I'm now thinking is maybe a bit strange. It's just interesting. It's not like so. Really, what I'm kind of getting at with this, this, this kind of point, talking about providing feedback, is it isn't like we have to always provide feedback. Yeah. Um, but I wonder actually, there's sometimes been bits in like even maybe not with the guys in particular we're running with, but certainly in some of my experiences with games, mm-hmm. sometimes I've had guys that have ran games kind of as they kind of think them like the permanent or the kind of lead DM or whatever. Um, and sometimes what's actually happened with them is they tend to then design encounters and stuff and it usually go, it's almost a bit off base sometimes sometimes it's almost designed can, usually you can see mid game you either see it on their face or they'll exclaim like oh the game maybe wasn't quite it was maybe harsher than they expected or it mm-hmm. took the wrong themes or it went the wrong direction and it almost gets a bit lost it's just interesting because I suppose a lot of times what I'm realising right now is when you're providing feedback is it's actually you're providing it during the game um, just by the way that you actually roleplay it. I'll come back to that when you're sitting on the other side of the feedback and maybe how you can encourage it mm-hmm. during the game. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, again, agreeing with you. Again, I think we talked about this in the How to Start yeah. being a DM in that episode. If you've got a DM that's switched on, then ultimately they're getting feedback throughout the game. Mm-hmm. You know, because if they're monitoring the group and making sure that everybody seems engaged, and if they're making sure that nobody is particularly sitting and not contributing, then, you know, all these other different things, 
than they then know themselves. If they're ticking all those boxes, then the game in theory is going well. Mm-hmm. If they spot one of those things or multiple versions of those things aren't happening, chances are the game isn't going that well and for next time it needs to be modified. So as long as you've got, again, somebody that's switched on, somebody that's empathetic, that's your DM, then they should be able to pick up those points as the game's going on without a need for somebody to you know, <laughs> write in an essay of you know 1500 words or less. And why, 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 why yeah, did not work exactly? Um, and, and it's interesting. And something else that I was thinking as we were talking there as well as, as you and I have talked about you know, off mic, off camera before. Remember, it's a game, mm-hmm. so I mean, have you just quick. A, a sub question for everybody that's listening or watching and, and for you as well mm-hmm. have you ever played a game of Monopoly and then at the end of it have you get feedback off your, your mum, your dad or your brother or your sister I think the last time I played Monopoly I was grounded mid game, <laughs> uh, actually it's true so we never, never got the, as far well, as the feedback, well, well I suppose there was technically feedback and it was your grounded but uh, your game playing is so bad you need to go to the room <laughs> for the next month um, no but you get my yeah, point like yeah. Because that's a game, everybody accepts it's a game. People just play it, they pack it up when they're finished and then that's it in the cupboard and dusted out in the next rainy day. Mm-hmm. Whereas with RPGs and other things, because, because there's a lot of things to juggle, you know, if you've got six people at the table, you're having to go around everybody individually and find out what they want to do. So if you're talking to somebody in that, group, you've got six people there, you talk to person one, by the time you get round to person number six and finish with them, person one's been waiting there for five minutes not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So you, you get unique challenges from that that you maybe don't get with, again, sure. the likes of some, again, just sticking with the Monopoly example, roll the dice, move the piece, buy stuff, whatever, next person, yeah, okay, there's time waiting and sitting and all the rest of it. But the process is maybe a bit speedier because you can only do a limited set mm-hmm. of things because you're stuck with the board, you're stuck yeah. with those rigid rules, and that's it. So as soon as you know how to play, you can get it moving and you can get it moving quick. So, you know, there's that aspect as well, I suppose, that the feedback is so that things can stay slick. And again, because it's a creative process, you're not sticking rigid to rules that, again, you you want to know if people are enjoying what you're doing and the yeah. flip side if again if you're doing it and you're really enjoying it then it's probably a good thing to pass on to the person who's running the game for you that you know whatever scenario it is whether it's again like it's taking a more horror route that if that's really really caught you and caught your imagination that you maybe want to let them know that so that that can make you know, rather than the odd appearance in your game, that it maybe takes that route and stays on that path. Yeah, and that's, that kind of cycles back to when we were speaking about providing feedback. One thing I've just, when you're talking, especially if like you're enjoying your game, mm-hmm. for example, you know, even unprompted, I think it's actually really valuable. So, for example, the guys that I'm talking about that I run kind of frequently, some but infrequently at the same time with. Um, Mystery Inc., Yes, the the mystery guys. I, um, what I've what I've done a lot because two at least two of them are really wanting to run games, and two mm-hmm. of them have after 
kind of playing this game that I've kind of made up for them really and really have made up up because of them. Um, we played that for about a year. Um, but the main thing for me is they were both of the guys. One's kind of a bit kind of I need to work on, and really that's kind of code for you know I'm kind of not ready to run a game yet, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But one of the guys he's also kind of making his own camp campaign. He's he's not sure about running it yet, but he's also bought a campaign that he can pick up and run, like a store-bought mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I've got Curse of Strad, whereas I can't remember the one he's got, but it's a store-bought one. Yeah. Um, but what's great about it is he's actually, he's taken just, he's just went, you know what, screw it, I'm going to go and do it. Um, and it was great. The first game he'd done was really good. I mean, he was really into it. He had voices, which totally threw me. <laughs> like, I was like, whoa, I didn't expect this. Mm. So it encouraged other people at the table to do voices. And that's kind of almost like some feedback for him being like, mm. oh, he's actually hit, hit something, struck a proper chord where it's made people comfortable the way he's approached the game. <laughs> um, I don't tend to do a lot of voices because I'm, I'm just bad at them. So I don't do them, you know, because mm. sometimes it has the opposite effect when I've got a nice, scary character and I try a voice and people just start laughing. I go, okay, I'll just take that back. Um, yeah. But I, for him, what, what I've been quite open with is, and what I would encourage people, like, any of the games that we do even you know if you're enjoying a sort of game or any game that someone's running for you and things are going well it's worth unprompted actually suggesting you know that's great I really like this bit if you like horror games oh, I love the scary elements what about those elements were good um, and actually I never actually expected to break down how to provide good feedback but I suppose we can cover that later but um one of these things that I make sure I do is when I'm providing the feedback, I make sure if there's something I really enjoy, I'll tell them. And I'll mm-hmm. tell them and I'll really mean it because the, the guy I know did a really good job uh, when he done it and I told him and made mm-hmm. sure to tell him. And I explained why that was actually good. I never mm-hmm. really said where to go from there because that wasn't what we were doing. Um, but when it comes back to the, the kind of more negative stuff, if there is anything, it's one of these things I don't think I tend to offer, you know, unless I can tell someone struggling, like, mm-hmm. this didn't really happen with the person that I was talking about a second ago. But if there was a moment where he was, like, kind of struggling to get the story going, mm-hmm. or if we were all in a sticking point or everybody was confused, that tends to be because there's maybe narrative stuff being missed, or maybe not even just narrative, but maybe maybe the campaign's too difficult, or it's, so that means everybody's not sure what actions to take you know anything that can complicate it and slow everything down and make it a more boring game um, you know that's something that I don't really tend to, to suggest unless I can see someone struggling I'll be like hey mm-hmm. what do you think about this you know and I think the difference so the dynamic that this group has is they've kind of seen me as the guy that does most of the games yeah. so they tend to actually stick by and, and ask for a bit of advice when they're a bit stuck Um so it's, it's interesting. I think I think the kind of key for me then kind of coming out of this conversation is if you're going to provide feedback, one, if it's good, you should just give it. And give it a lot because it feels good when somebody does really enjoy the game and it helps encourage the creativity of the person running the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one thing to take note of is if it's going to be bad feedback is make sure just watch just make sure you, you understand your group you know do you know them you know mm-hmm. there's guys that I play with on Mondays and there's some that I don't know some I get on with and some I know really well mm-hmm. um, and I've ran and played for them but there's certainly people that I would if something went bad they would probably ask how did that actually go was it good or bad you know if it was bad I would explain I would explain what's good and I would say what's bad but there wouldn't be bad feelings but mm-hmm. there's definitely at least one or two people there 
that if something went bad in the game and they'd ask me for advice or what, what didn't work, I would I would need to approach it differently, you know, yeah. maybe do it softening it like what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, I think generally though the feedback I tend to offer is, and I tend to just offer positive feedback because ultimately it's games, you know, if stuff doesn't yeah. work out, usually that person running the game will figure that bit out. Mm-hmm. Or if they say, I'll ask them, how did you think that went? That's something I quite often do if I've got bad feedback. You know, not, well, I do it for both good and bad, but if there is something bad, I'll tend to ask them what, what they think didn't work. And if something that maybe I didn't think worked or didn't enjoy about the game is something that they then bring up, then that's actually a nice pathway to kind of meet them in the middle and, and describe mm-hmm. the, the kind of more negative stuff about the feedback. Generally, though, it's all been received quite well. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Is there any feedback that you've given that's been received? There's maybe one case, but I'll maybe you can start with your case that went well. Uh, in terms, in terms of giving out feedback, yeah. to my knowledge, um, nothing, well. is, <laughs> nothing is nothing uh, is struck a nerve anywhere. Um, it, to my knowledge, that doesn't mean that's the case. Um, but I, again, it's like you're saying that even if. It's somebody that you know that you think is a robust character and you know whatever else I will still avoid just giving a negative mm-hmm. and I will avoid you know that as well as just being given a negative mm-hmm. I'll also if I'm going right okay well I need to put that out there because if I don't I'm going to end up trapped in a situation that I don't want to be in then I'll I'll use the kind of, you know, here's a good thing, here's the negative, but, you know, there's the good thing to kind of offset it. And, again, ultimately, it's not that you're you're being cynical about it and you're going, well, I'll just say that because I'll make them feel a bit better if they do take it, you know, a bit hard. You are, again, you are still telling the truth, you're still, you know, putting forward what you liked and, ultimately... That's the difference between being critical of somebody and then giving them a critique. You know, mm-hmm. the the difference is, you know, one you're just you're being negative for the sake of it. The other one you you want somebody to take the advice and then build on it, and then either improve or relax into the game a bit more, or you know, for whatever reason that you're giving it out. So, it you know those positive points that you're given you do again genuinely believe them and there is something that you think is useful there for them to take forward yeah totally I mean the only time I think feedback's ever been not maybe strictly directly off of me but it's more just like the the person running the game had received mid game no it was one of these games that was impromptu but it was actually a game that the person in particular designed mm-hmm. kind of they spent time building it it was a first time running the game and it was with a few people that were all really close. So it was me and a couple other people uh, with, we'll just call them person A, B, running the game. And it, they wanted something a bit kind of more scary, but, but kind of light, light enough, but with kind of scary undertones. Mm-hmm. And all our characters were just stupid. They were just <laughs> stupid characters. I can't remember the system, though. It wasn't D&D. Goblin Quest seems to ring a bell. I don't know if it was Goblin Quest. But um, anyway, oh, I think it was because there's a Cthulhu expansion or something to it. So anyway, we had all these stupid Eldridge-type guys and it was a whole bit of nonsense. And I could tell straight away and I started seeing, oh, this person's getting a bit like, oh, no, this wasn't the tone they were going for. Now, there's plenty of reasons why that why that kind of went wrong, so to speak. Mm-hmm. By the end of the... It was still a good game by the end, you know, but 
what tended to happen was they were kind of like, how come you're not listening and stuff? Or how come you're not doing X? Or how come you're always being like this? And that was kind of asking for a bit of like our thinking, but the, the thinking kind of reflected. And all we thought this was just a stupid wee game we were playing, you know, and that that is kind of can be taken as kind of feedback, you know, for maybe how they, sh- how they would maybe organise a game next time and stuff. But it was just interesting. But what I actually found was it's difficult, easy... Positive feedback's easy to give. Negative stuff isn't so much. And you, the approach is, if you're going to offer it, or at least be asked it, it's just, just be careful. And I think the main thing is be mindful of the other person, especially if they've maybe put in some time. Um, because the negative feedback can actually be really... Um, what's the word? It can be really off-putting. You know, mm-hmm. it, it can really kind of deject from the experience. And even if you deliver it quite strongly you know it can kind of sour the experience a bit i think for mm-hmm. at least yeah, i've yeah. seen this happen um that can at least be actually experience of uh, giving oh sorry being given feedback then so this will be interesting because i've had quite a bit of feedback now depending on the group that i'm running for uh the, the, the kind of the few three out of the three main groups that i've, I've ran games for and ours mm-hmm. will be one of them um there's almost three different types that I get feedback. Um, so I'll maybe open it with you first. Um, have you got any experiences? Well, maybe start with bad because that will be the stuff that's easy to kind of maybe talk mm-hmm. about and then talk about the positive stuff. Um, is it, or pick and choose, just do what you want. Um mm-hmm. Is there any experiences of good or bad feedback that you've maybe been given now? And if so, actually, before I even ask, how 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 do you take it? You know, how, how did that actually come about? That feedback. Hey, I'm trying to think how it actually came about. It's the, probably a while ago, actually. The, yeah, the particular game that I'm thinking of that's the kind of best example of it was. Again, again, a decent while ago, so I'm trying to think how it came about. I think what happened was that it came kind of just direct in conversation. Um, and this is with, again, the one of the guys that I see quite often. Yeah. So it was actually in person um, that I got this rather than, you know, text or you know, when we were there in Rogue 20 for another yeah. game or, you know, or even at the table with other people being there. So it was one-on-one. Mm-hmm. So ultimately with that, you go, well, for me personally, you're going to care. I'd put a tick in the positive column for that in terms of if you were then given that advice out because yeah. it then means that if the person is getting a bit shy or a bit embarrassed with what you tell them or whatever then it's, it's just you and them and that's it you know nobody else is there to overhear it and so on and so on so that was decent um the flip side of that is the um the exact quote and i don't know if i've ever told you this or not before <laughs> I, I know the experience you're talking about i don't think i've heard the exact quote right though, so. so the exact quote and I'll even I'll even redact the the nickname for who this is in case somebody manages to puzzle out who it is. So the the kind of standard nickname to cover our tracks that's redacted here for this one. But um, 
the exact quote was, yeah, it, it was almost like you fell out of the mistake tree and hit every branch on the way down. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> so there's a couple of things with that here. Number one, what a strange, strange metaphor, right? Okay. Number two, if in the particular game, if you've seen previous episodes, was the Bond game that I ran, which, mm-hmm. again, if you've seen the previous episodes, it was just chaos. It was an absolute nightmare. I didn't uh, help with that, by the way. I, I think I encouraged quite a bit of that as a player. Well, but... rather than what happened in the game, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just oh, talking the about the, the technological mishaps before we even got to the point of the That's game. True. Aye. Um, it just... Everything went wrong, basically. Um, computers stopped working, tried mm-hmm. a second computer, it wasn't working. Um, things that were supposed to automatically trigger for sound didn't trigger and then randomly 10 minutes later they triggered and it Mm. just it was the weirdest 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 malfunction I've ever seen across anything and then you know put the computer up next week see what's happening for next week's game and everything worked perfect but anyway that aside right so with with that piece of feedback you're going right okay there's absolutely nothing there for me to learn from like nothing like you and okay there was the odd example that came afterwards but I had to quiz and kind of probe to get information out aye aye so the there was nothing nothing there to work with so that was a criticism that wasn't a critique mm-hmm. so there was nothing there that I could then use and take forward now Ultimately, when the wheels started falling off the cart, at that point I went, right, okay. You know, at the start of the game I went, this is going so horribly wrong, the best thing to do is probably to stop here. But I went, everybody's turned up, everybody's expecting this. We cobbled things together and we got it working, we got it moving, albeit it wasn't as good as it could have been. And retrospect, looking back, we should have just called it quits. Mm Mm-hmm. And we should have just moved on. So, I already had my own analysis done of what worked, what didn't work, and so on and so on. And then I'd never get anything back. So, I found that quite frustrating. Because, you know, I, I didn't need anybody to tell me that mistakes were made. Because I knew that. And then, you never get told what they were. So then, you know, it just... It was like trying to draw blood from a stone, you mm-hmm. know. It just was not. It, it wasn't productive. It wasn't fun, and it just it was a bit annoying, really. And that kind of ties in previously what we we're saying about unsolicited feedback a little bit. Mm-hmm. You need to figure out each individual type of person, and who they are, and what's going on. And for me, the kind of person I am, a critique's all right as long as it's coming from a decent place and as long as there's something there to kind of work with but when you're not getting information and it's just a criticism then I just I shut off very quickly and very dramatically to mm-hmm. that so for me that was the wrong thing to do now ultimately I know this person very well you know we're friends and all the rest of it it's not like an acquaintance that we have so yeah 
I know them, I know their personality and so on and so on. So, you know, I, I brushed it off and, you know, I never took it to heart and so on and so on. There wasn't any fallouts or anything, mm-hmm. but if that was a different set of circumstances, then that would have been a totally different situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's one kind of example and without getting drawn in too far with that, how it wasn't great. So, um, and as well, timing was bad for that because it was like a day or two later. So it wasn't, <laughs> you know, there wasn't enough time to let the kind of dust settle. It was, it was pretty quick. <laughs> it was pretty immediate to it as well. So, you know, timing was off. The way it was delivered was, again, if you're asking me to be critical of it, mm-hmm. was poor and mm-hmm. should have been done differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, other bits and pieces from that. So that was that was bad. The flip side of that, again, sticking with that same game for a kind of compare and contrast, was the feedback that you gave. And ultimately, it, it's all. It's kind of the opposite of what happened there with the other individual. That you didn't really say anything. All you really said was, it's a shame that that, you know, the technology let you down and other things. I've seen what you were trying to do. I'm a bit disappointed because, you know, the way that I think it would have went. But do you know what? You tried your best. You kept moving and, you know, well done. Yeah, I mean that's that, yeah. that's ultimately what you told me. So again, ultimately you never you never told me anything that I could work with. You know what I mean? You never went, ah, you see what you do is if the technology fails and then you you know, turn it on and uh, turn it off and back on again. You know. You never gave me anything from that point of view, you never told me anything from a storytelling point of view or this, that, whatever. All you done was it's a shame it all went horribly wrong, but do you know what? You tried your best fair enough, well done. That's all you said. So ultimately that's feedback. And, you know, you can look at it, well, that's just encouragement, that's not really feedback, that's not really giving you any pointers or anything. And yeah, okay, fair enough, but I kid you not, that it was so disastrous how it fell apart and it was so difficult because what we eventually had to do was... Well, that's right. used used the computer for the webcam but then we all had to kill the mics in the computers and then we had to open up um, a voice call through WhatsApp to get sound which then meant there was a delay as well but it yeah. just if we didn't do it there was feedback so there was a lot of kind of quick thinking that had to be involved in working out what was going on and how to come up with a solution so you know, the, there was a lot of things to overcome just to get playing the game in the first place. It took like an hour, probably. I mean, the thing is, yeah, is maybe longer. We could have had Zoom or something, but the fact mm. at that point was there was people, you know, in that group that you know older computers don't use a lot. I mean, mm. I, I'm and that's my sort of job technology and stuff, mm-hmm. so that's no problem for me. But that when you're already forty minutes into troubleshooting, it's like I, I can't. Do you know what we've got WhatsApp, you know? Yeah. And a bit of obviously that took some setup too, but imagine trying to get a video call up, mm-hmm. you know, getting the guys to download stuff that they might not already have. Uh, yeah. Set up accounts and You did so you forgot account. one bit though, and I think I started my feedback off with I actually really enjoyed it. Because I did. Well, yeah. Um because the thing is, while it was a complete disaster, because it was, and I don't mean like how how you ran it or anything, just mm-hmm. purely from the perspective 
of the the kind of hardware issues. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it was it was such a shame. And the fact is, look, I actually had a really good time. You know, and I said that to you. Now there was a couple times during the game. Where, and I'm sure you, you kind of uh, already spoke about kind of how you were given feedback about you know offers mm-hmm. one the individual that talked about the mistakes tree mm-hmm. or whatever that analogy was. Um, there was bits during the game where it was very clear that you know that things mm-hmm. for at least for that person when they were really gelling. Um, but I mean that's not stuff that you can really get feedback. The only feedback mm-hmm. you can get from that is oh, look, it happens. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. You know, I'm not going to sit and uh, the thing that he said that was quite good as well was actually I never realised at this at the time, but I never really discussed a lot of the problems because you, you knew what they were in the first place. And I didn't at the time when I was given the feedback, I didn't realise yeah. that. I just thought, screw it, you can't really do anything about it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, ultimately, like what they were talking about was in in the game. Uh, what I done was I, I split the players up into two opposing teams, basically. Um, which again, the the person went, okay. I know you're thinking about doing that, but I wouldn't do it because it's difficult to run and manage. And you know, I got their opinion on it. You know, so it was bits and pieces like that that they were that. referring to yeah. when it's making every mistake. Yeah, yeah, forgot. Rather than you know specifically about the technology, just in case that wasn't clear. Now that I'm kind of thinking about that, uh-huh. so they were talking about what I'd done during the game and what I'd done during the story and, you know, things like that. That's what they were talking about. And one of the things that they were, they particularly focused on was the opposing factions element mm-hmm. of it and that um, they felt that it didn't particularly work. You know, that was one of the things that they focused on. Um, and circling kind of onto another thing that they mentioned that again we Mm -hmm. talked about at some point in the past was one of the other pieces of feedback that I got that was something that I could work with Um, because again even the the making the mistakes with the factions well I never get told particularly why they didn't think it worked I never get told well here's why I didn't enjoy it or here's why I didn't think it worked so therefore I would have maybe tried this so, you know I never get anything back from that point of view yeah I know what you're saying the now. only thing I really get back from them was before the game they asked us well obviously you as well and the other folk that were there get asked what's a tone the game was going to be in was it going to be serious was it going to be light hearted yeah. somewhere in the middle and I went well because it's kind of the first thing that I'm doing make it light hearted that will help cover mistakes how wrong was I because um, <laughs> I made everyone um, <laughs> but I thought I'll make it light hearted it will help cover mistakes here and there and ultimately it'll help me kind of ease into it and you know blah 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 if you're trying to do it too serious then yeah, it's probably not going to be that great. So anyway, so right, light-hearted and, and whatever else. So I went, yeah. and then follow-up question to that was, right, okay, is it going to be not serious or is it going to be kind of wacky? You know, is it going to be like, you know, totally, totally the kind of some of the spoof, bonkers, Austin Powers yeah. kind of spy stuff rather than kind of more serious, the born conspiracy kind of sure. side of things. So I went, well, 
not too mental, but you know, towards the kind of wacky side. So then, in my head, never told anybody this. Um, I went, I'm basically just going to say yes to every single request I get, unless it's just too ridiculous. Um, so Jordan ended up with a hot air balloon that was tripped out. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> was it bombs, grenades? Bombs. There was a big. Big LMG on it, so mm. I could blast people from the sky. Just a lot of stupid stuff. And on reflection, a hot mm. air balloon with a mounted gun is not a good idea because if somebody shoots up at you, it's going to pop. Kind of tipping over just to the one side. Well, is that true? Yeah. yeah. Is that as well? Yeah, and as well in the Swiss Alps, is maybe a bit of a dangerous mode of transport. But anyway, hot air balloon, tick right on you go. <laughs> Another one of the players asked for a skateboard that um, kind of had a a blade in the side of it as well and was tricked out I went yep fine tick let's do that Um, so you know I I was basically saying yes to everything and one of the the players um, wanted a car again tricked out and all the rest of it right great Um, so what do you want in it was the question and the response I got back was the usual Mm mm-hmm so I, I didn't really get much back to work with, but I kind of probed a bit and went, what, so just generically like, you know, the cars in the Bond film, you know, like an oil slick. Or that, you yeah. Got, got told yes, so I went, okay, that's fine. I know what's going on. I, I, you know, I get what people are wanting here. And we're following that through to the end of the game and then the criticism and critiques that happened afterwards um, I then get told from that player it, it didn't really seem that zany you know it didn't really seem that off the wall and again I was kind of left scratching my head a little bit because I was going I, I gave you any form of transport you wanted I wanted everybody to have a signature vehicle and then I got a car that had the usual in it and then the other thing that kind of made me scratch my head was the hot air balloon that crept in and the kind of your character, which was a circus performer in the yeah. middle of this party. And, you know, all the different other things that were going on that kind of made me scratch my head and go, I'd left a lot of what was coming back to the players and then for one of the players to then tell me that they didn't think it was particularly off the wall. It, it just left me slightly confused at that point because, you know, I, I'd left it really, really open to see what the players wanted. And the particular player that told me that it wasn't off the wall enough gave me the least information back, which I found yeah. really, really, really puzzling. Yeah, I think the thing, it, it's kind of becoming a bit clear, you know, I guess naturally you can figure this part of it out. But the thing for me that's quite obvious, because the problem with that game, you know, it was it's put you off, at least at the time, it put you off wanting Mm -hmm. to run a game for for quite an extended period, because Mm -hmm. not only was it a disaster in terms of just you needing to manage that, I mean, Mm -hmm. because it was, it was, we can joke about it now, but I felt terrible, I mean, we all were just like, God, you know, just after, because we spoke about it at a point Mm -hmm. afterwards, and we're just like, man, that is... When you're doing your first ever game, and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, first ever game, you're trying to be ambitious with it because mm. I, I remember we spoke about the feedback at one point. Um, 
that you got about the whole, you know, not doing the faction thing and splitting that mm-hmm. sort of splitting and contrasting. That's actually the stuff that I remember. I think I told you that I enjoyed about it because it doesn't matter that it's difficult, mm-hmm. you know, because that happens in games anyway. So, yeah. I mean, if you're thinking of introducing anyone, even that's listening, it's thinking of introducing things like opposing players, mm-hmm. uh, having it like one of the things Jamie had done, if you've not heard any of the, the other episodes, was there was kind of delayed or periodic feedback that the factions would get privately yeah. um, so but that, that means there's more to juggle so I can see where the, the kind of constructive criticism part I suppose you would have got um, would have been like you shouldn't do that but to make it constructive it would be like well because it's mm-hmm. harder to manage you know yeah. it adds more room for mm-hmm. error you know but then again we were doing something off the wall and for me at least my expectations from when you gave us all the kind of the brief or the kind of sales pitch for it so to speak Mm-hmm. Um, was it would be wacky, you know, and whatever. So for me, especially when it's a first time game you're doing and you're taking risks, mm-hmm. you know, like when I took it. Now I'm not. It was not a first time game, but the dream sequence I, I tested, or even running Cult Divinity Lost. I'm kind of. I said to guys, like, I don't really get some of this because it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not as to give people context. Like Cult's very kind of narrative driven. And things like combat doesn't even really work like D&D or Call of Cthulhu where mm-hmm. you've got like general order to things in cult. It's more narrative, which makes it hard to kind of step in and decide when things are happening. So I said to the guys, like, right, we'll just see how it goes because we're trying some stuff that might not really work. Um, and that's the sort of vibe that I got when we, when we were talking about the split factions. I just mm-hmm. thought, like, do you know what? It's your first time playing a game and you're designing kind of opposing factions you're doing kind of more creative things about providing kind of periodic feedback that's private you know i really enjoyed that kind of mm-hmm. gradual reveal of feedback because it's sort of like how the spies do it you know yeah yeah um, and yeah that that was the kind of point of that so that you're you're in the, the situation the scenario which is you're at a party you then have to sneak in to the private section of the house where it is and then get information out. Mm-hmm. General spy stuff, right? And then as you're moving about, you're getting updates as to what's happening elsewhere and things. That's That was as basic and as thought out as the concept was. Yep. And then I just gave information to, you know, the, the two opposing sides. And through doing it like before the game again this the same person one of the things they said to me basically was keep it simple Mm -hmm. because it's the first time that you're doing it and I talked about this idea and they went "Mm, it's maybe not a good idea because you know it'll be difficult to juggle but you know do what you want but I maybe wouldn't do it so beforehand I got Kind of a good good advice rather than good feedback, but then mm-hmm. afterwards I didn't get the best feedback mm-hmm. from it. But that's basically what they were saying, and then one of the things that they said during it that you know they didn't like essentially was that aspect of it. So you know it's just kind of a bit kind of strange that beforehand the advice was good, but then afterwards the kind of the post-mortem of it wasn't so good from that yeah. point of view which was again a bit kind of strange with it that you think that each one would reflect well and ultimately the reason that there was different factions in it and there was the intelligence updates that came in periodically throughout the game and that they were separate from both 
factions and each faction was getting different information at different times. The reason that that all came in was because it was the first time I was doing a game. I went, right, ultimately I'm going to make mistakes Mm -hmm. based on, you know, like when you look back on it in like a month's time, two months time, a year, whatever, because ultimately you're doing it more, you're practicing, you're getting better. So I went, right, I can either make mistakes by playing it safe and try to keep it simple, which generically was the advice that everybody gave me and I ignored, but anyway. Um, or I can make the mistakes by just going for it and try to do something mm-hmm. different and try to make it as complex as I can while still being able to manage it. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, if the technology mishap didn't happen, then things would have ran smoother. As well as it running smoother, there also would have been more time. Mm-hmm. So the game felt a bit rushed as well because it was dragging on a bit and it was getting late and, you know, everything else that happened. So, you know, everything happened that kind of derailed it. But if that didn't happen, I think it would have been totally different and things would have been slicker because I wouldn't have been knocked off my rhythm because ultimately it took me a good good while to kind of settle into it when we eventually got things mm-hmm. working because part of me was still seething that everything had stopped working so I wasn't fully focused on what was going on I was a bit distracted and everything else but ultimately like for me from my point the opposing factions isn't the best idea depending on your players um, and the way that our split worked it meant that each faction was uneven and I've tried to roughly balance it out, didn't quite work but that's something to think about that again, looking back on it, wasn't the best. The intelligence update side of things, I thought that worked fine, um, didn't think there was particularly anything too, too off with that and then um, story wise and things, it's a first attempt, yeah. alright but you know I'm not a particularly creative person mm-hmm. you know I'm very kind of logical and you know working with facts and figures and things rather than you know being artsy or writing or anything like that so yeah. as a first attempt yeah, okay so overall if you ignore the technology mishap I think it went okay factoring that in disaster I mean the thing is ultimately it was a, a good you know, enjoyable experience for me and like it's the mistakes that happened during it. It's like, who cares? I mean, when you're running, it's the same thing. Although when the guy that I was talking about running his first game last week, um, that he's started his own campaign, it's Ali Group I was talking about, he actually did a really good job. But the difference is we've like literally two weeks prior to that had games and he's been talking mm-hmm. to me about how to run it. He's kind of had the advice section. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't stick to it all either. I said, oh, maybe mm-hmm. don't try and make a huge story in your first ever game. Like, try, just try, mm-hmm. if you want to do something crazy, try it. Because the the difference though with like your first game and his mm-hmm. first game is there's seven or eight of us even mm-hmm. and there was three players, you know. So seven players for this guy, we had three. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, but who cares? You know, the fact is, if he wanted to, the guy I'm talking about, if he wanted to go and do a stupid, crazy story, it's like, who cares? It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about making mistakes. And I think a big kind of lesson out of the kind of experience you had, I mean, especially if it's a first-time player, and by the way, do not crap on a first-time player who's just went and worked in their story, because they're probably putting more than more than what you should be putting into your first-time story. They're probably quite worried about it. 
Um, they're probably not quite sure how it will go and just a wee bit nervous actually even pulling the story out of their ass, you know, and actually mm-hmm. doing it. Um, it's always worth being encouraging and kind of being a cheerleader for them. Um, because even from my experience, I tend to get, whenever I've, I don't tend to get a lot of bad feedback, but it's because people don't tend to just openly share it, you know, mm-hmm. especially not if they don't really know you. Um, whereas, I mean, I think the good example from what you've shared is that's come from somebody we know yeah. really well and mm-hmm. we get on. And it, by the way, the bad feedback didn't cause issues in the group or anything. There was nothing like that. But it shows you actually how, like, giving feedback that's just criticism and nothing else is mm-hmm. really bad. And we'll come on to that actually next. Um, but before we do, um, like in my experience with bad feedback, I see if there's not any constructive criticism there, I just ignore it. I just don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm just like, ugh, oh, whatever. Because I've had a lot of bad feedback in the past, not not from, like, games and stuff, mm-hmm. but even prior to that, I'm, even, like, way before then, I've, I'm used to feedback, worked in a creative mm-hmm. industry environment, so you're getting crapped on all the time if you're not doing a good job. And even if you're doing a good job, you're still yep. going to get crapped on. It's like working for Chef Ramsay, you know? <laughs> you're going to get criticism regardless of how good or bad you are. Um so it just became something that's just if there's no constructive side to it I just disregard it um, and even when I think it's the second Cthulhu game I ran for our group like mm-hmm. you're speaking about over over two and a half years ago now um, it, I, I remember at one point there was a it was like there's one player in particular had complained about one bit and the intro was far too long in the game but there was there was mm-hmm. a big complaint at one bit and I was like, no, I agree, you know, I just, because that, that was really unsolicited feedback, all right, but I thought, you know what, I, I agree with the guy, so I was like, look guys, I agree with what this person just said, let me just speed it up, and they're like, no, 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 don't, 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 and I was like, well, if you're, I actually agreed, I wasn't upset or anything when I'd done it, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted it to move on, because I was sitting going, Christ almighty, this is half past nine or ten o'clock, mm-hmm. you know, and the last time I'd done a game, it went to four, and I was like, I'm not having that again. You know, and I agreed with everyone's feedback on that. But with this one, I wanted to keep the, the pace moving. Part of that was just maybe an experience. You know, I would say mostly an experience. Um, but you know, yeah. But anyway, after the game, that was the stuff that kind of came out. But really, it was just the negative stuff. It's like mm-hmm. really the reason the intro was so long was actually mostly because of the group's decision to explore and investigate and really mm-hmm. we call Cthulhu a lot you're not fighting all the time because you're going to die if you do that so there was a lot of investigating which is what Cthulhu does really really well mm-hmm. now it just so happens that the individual that complained about the terrible slow intro was somebody that wanted to pick a guy that was didn't care about any of the stuff basically said I mean it was in the description I don't care I, I'm not going to get involved I don't like my job you know, mm-hmm. etc. So mm-hmm. I'm going to sit in the van, basically, was the sort of vibe of the character. And not vibe, that's what they'd done, although there wasn't a van. There was like a boat yeah. or something. I can't remember exactly. So, I mean, really, a lot of their, mis- or their lack of enjoyment came from intentionally disengaging from the story. Mm-hmm. Now, from what I remember, unless one of the other guys was trying to soften it a bit, they were kind of like, I thought that was fine, you know? Mm-hmm. Not yourself, but one other, the other guy. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they said it was all right, although they could have just been trying to be nice. Mm-hmm. But it's one of these things where... Now, really, I wasn't really that miffed with it. I mean, at the time when they'd said it, I was miffed, but not at them. It was more, I'm just sitting going, I've made this mistake again. So I was like, no, I agree, let's keep it moving. They're like, no, mm-hmm. no, no. And I said, Sh- basically, shut it, we're doing it. You know, <laughs> let's go. Because I, I, I agreed, it wasn't that I disagreed with the guy. Mm-hmm. But it was just funny that after it, it was like, I would have done that different, you know, because, you know, uh, and this is what I would have done. And they gave their alternative. But it was like, you know, it, the alternative was basically what I'd, I had planned. The only reason it slowed was because mm-hmm. of, you know, 
player kind of choice but that that's something that I encourage I don't think you should change if an intro's going to be long as long as people seem to be enjoying it now part of my issue was probably trying to read the room because it was over Zoom you know mm-hmm. no it was over Rule 20 um, but I think that's where even though I really after that game I was like ah, whatever and, and I remember they had some more information about it I think generally I think the guys enjoyed it other than that part which was definitely the worst component mm-hmm. Um, but really after that game I was like right that's fine but I mean basically the feedback was almost binned not like I didn't care about what they said it was more just like I whatever didn't really put any more thought into it because there was nothing really constructive that kind of takes it on into the realm of how to give good feedback and Mm. actually to be honest I won't really go into how to give good positive feedback because actually it's dead easy you say that was really good you know, yeah. Um, if you do it often and you do it when it happens, you know, there's ways at the table you can almost indirectly give it. You just go, oh, that's awesome. You know. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing as well. Like if you're again at a table or if you're through roll twenty or whatever, and if you're doing kind of an organised break or a a synchronised break, then at that point, obviously, different people are disappearing, and then everybody's coming back. Then yeah. you've got your kind of reset time and then that you back into the game so at that point there that's when you can be given the feedback and you can be given it you know not as avert and as obvious as oh this bit here was good because of this 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 and this even something as simple as earlier on when you know we went through the door and then mm-hmm. we you know, there was the trap door that took us into the basement and, oh, wasn't expecting that. That really caught me by surprise. If that's what the person's aiming for and you're telling them how you felt at that point, mm-hmm. then that should give them that feedback. But it doesn't need to, again, be structured and organised yeah. and you don't need to come up with a big list of stuff. You're just genuinely saying what you felt and what happened at that time. And again, it touches to kind of what I said earlier on. As long as you're genuinely telling them what you felt and what you think, then that's what's going to create good feedback. Again, you can still give somebody a negative as long as it's genuinely what you think. And that is still good feedback as long as there's something that they can then take and build and use from. Um, But again, I would avoid just solely given negative feedback because the danger yeah. is it appears it's a criticism rather than a critique and then again that's where issues can potentially happen yeah I mean positive feedback is actually dead easy to get right in terms of giving mm-hmm. it I mean because you can give it at any time you know I tend to go oh I love that monster I love the cool abilities especially if it's something that's like really unique and probably you'll find that if the, let's say there's a monster in a game you've played and you know, it's some it's something really different, and you've never experienced it. It's probably because the person sat and made it, you know, and spent the time. So, but even just saying, "Oh, I love that fight. That was awesome." You know, some people might ask, "Well, what was it about it?" And then you can elaborate then. But otherwise, you're fine. You know, um, it's like when the guy that had run run for his kind of first main game last week, he did a couple of really cool things. I said to him because I know the guy was nervous about doing voices and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I went actually, I thought the voices were great. Because it's not something I tend to do. I've done it a couple of times and I don't like it because they were terrible. Um, but he uh, did good and what I, that encouraged me to do a voice for my guy because I thought, mm-hmm. oh, screw it, this guy's putting effort in. You know, why don't I give it a go? And I butchered mm-hmm. 
Some accent. It came. I think it came from everywhere. Some accent from some part of the globe. Do, but do you know what I noticed about it? One of the other players who started mm. with no accent ended up doing one as well. But it naturally came out probably because it was like just it got people more immersed. And I said that to the guy. I said and that was great. Ultimately, got people relaxed. Yeah, I said to them like, "What well, the voices were great. I actually really enjoyed it." Now, one of the player characters was like, "Oh, I hate." English people, let's say it was an English accent the guy was doing. So I, I, I hate you English people was basically what the guy was saying in like a Russian accent. And the problem was it was like, I said to the guy, look, you let her up that a wee bit. Because the, the DM's doing his best here mm-hmm. and he might not realise that you're, he means character-wise. Because, you know, the, because it, you know, the guy actually in real life gets done in by that particular accent the guy was doing. It wasn't English, it was something else. But he gets done in by it. You know, so and he'd said that, so I'm like, yeah, there's a bit of crossover here, dude. Yeah. So just, just can it. Red flag. Um, yeah. Whereas, it it's harder to give good, can negative or constructive feedback, and basically, mm. you've kind of covered most of it, so I won't, I won't labour it. I think it's just really important. Number one, it's better to share it probably privately. You know. Yeah. Now. Yeah. It's be- well. Yeah, privately is probably the most thing because I mean going back to the guy from I'm just giving it because this was the most recent probably that I've had or at least can share um, there was something that didn't actually work out that that well and there was even a rule sign that didn't work out but I didn't challenge it at all or address mm-hmm. it at the table or anything I waited until we were kind of finished up and I said oh he asked how it went I said oh I just I gave him the stuff that I enjoyed and I said there was this bit here and I kind of explained that bit and he's like oh cool and then I queried the rule thing um, it turns out I actually just had it wrong because I misheard mm-hmm. them because I was taking notes and stuff for the guys because I know mm-hmm. what it's like trying to take notes when you're running a big combat sequence. Um, so even just doing it unprompted, it gave that bit of security, you know. And I was like, look, it's I don't mind. I'm just trying to work out how how mm-hmm. how, how did it go like that because I might have it wrong, you know. And I was being serious when I said that. Um, so I gave that kind of safer area to actually have that conversation. And mm-hmm. you know, if it was just you know the story beat didn't work or there was some basically there's something happened that caused a bit of frustration with some of the other players, and I could see what what he was going for, you know. And I've been there; I totally get it. So I suppose maybe if you're given that feedback, you know, and being constructive, if you've got experience that you can actually share that there was similar that didn't work, mm-hmm. definitely worth explaining that, you know, before you hit them with it. Oh, that sucked, you know. Well, although you wouldn't mm-hmm. say that. Um, but explaining why something didn't work out for you and explaining how that might apply to a particular area um, it's important just because it helps them go okay at least it's not like I'm being personally saying oh my story sucked you know or something Mm -hmm. I put effort into sucked it's always better just to make sure that you're maybe addressing maybe the the small usually the small thing that's caused a bigger issue Mm -hmm. Um, and just 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 affirming the person that like it happens you know that's whenever I've gave negative feedback I don't think we've ever done it because we've never, like our group, I mean, uh, Jamie and I's group, mm-hmm. because it's never really came about. We don't tend to. And I know probably my version of honesty would be probably too harsh for, for others, but um, we've never had that discussion. Whereas the other guys, um, one of the mm-hmm. other groups entirely um, that I play with, um, you know, I te- we tend to actually be quite open with feedback. It's great, mm-hmm. but it's because it's constructive. We tend to offer reasons. We tend to understand why it maybe didn't work the way the person thought it would work. And, you know, we then offer the reasons what we thought might have worked better. Or we just go, okay, whatever. It's a small thing, but who cares? That was just something I thought didn't work so well. But yeah. it, it didn't It didn't ruin the game. Yeah, That's important to say too. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, there's, <clears throat> there's trust and understanding from the players and the DM that's 
there in that particular group. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, there was a recent encounter that we've played, Jamie and I have played, mm-hmm. that didn't really work. It was a fight sequence. I just didn't think it was very well designed. Um, there was a lot of issues regarding just how, how the sequence worked out. There was things that was like, I, I get what was get going for, but it was clear mm-hmm. that it wasn't designed that well because really what happened was, you know, you know, 66% of the party was immediately incapacitated for the yeah, entirety yeah, of the fight, yeah. you know, and it meant it was like 12, 15 against one. Now, the thing is, I get what the guy was going for, so I don't really have, a, I don't have kind of critique or anything. Well, mm-hmm. there's things I would have done to design that differently. Um, and personally would have felt would have worked better mm-hmm. but the fact is that it doesn't really matter it was a it was a one shot game and the only literally the only the only critique I would give if I was ever asked about that game mm-hmm. by the guy is if you're doing like a mandatory based mission you know or quest or, or sequence or side mission whatever it may be if it's, as long as it's mandatory it should be designed around the characters better because really what it was was if it was you know it was really I would say a, a game or encounter designed for a big party because it was designed in mind to knock people out quickly yeah. now we weren't expecting the absolute crap rolls that we all had for <laughs> most of the game but yeah. the fact is you know it's going to happen sometimes and it is a factor when you're designing encounters mm-hmm. um, but it's something that I, overall though I thought the game went well you know I thought actually I did enjoy the game although it did revolve around combat that I didn't think mm-hmm. was particularly well designed but that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it and doesn't mean I thought it was a terrible fight either. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think there was game mechanics thoughts I really thought about. Mm-hmm. I, I come from a game design background and stuff, so that's important. Like uh, Mechanics and, and actually the, the sequence and, and the game loop and feedback mm-hmm. loop and stuff, so stuff I consider in games and there was just bits missing. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the DM said that at the time, but, you know... It, I mean, look, people make mistakes in designing encounters. Like, I made mistakes designing a dream sequence encounter and I hit them with a dragon breath or something. And then I checked the stats for a dragon breath and thought, oh, Jesus Christ, that's going to knock them out. And mm-hmm. luckily, one survived with single digit hit points. I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, but I said that to the guys. I said, look, I didn't realise yeah. it was something I threw in, you know. Mm-hmm. It's okay, though. Overall, I thought it was well, but I think. It's important if if there's ever just going to be flat criticism, mm-hmm. don't bother. It just don't bother. It's not worth it. If it, it's different if it's positive feedback. See if you just say that's great, that's that's brilliant. You know that's fine. Mm-hmm. If you want to elaborate, go ahead. But when it comes to negative feedback, don't bother just saying that's crap. It's okay to say that's great, but if you're saying that's crap, don't because you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. It doesn't matter how good a pal you are with them. Give come in soft and provide constructive stuff in there. Now, it might be a bit... All I would say is if you're, you've never really ran a game or a completely new player, I wouldn't try and advise how to do gameplay loops. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. But you just get, what, just give a personal anecdote. I thought would be, I liked the monster. I thought it would be cool. Though. I just didn't like how... Just just target the thing that didn't work, mm-hmm. not not the overall thing. So if you thought, oh, I didn't like fire game that I was talking about, I didn't mm-hmm. think it was well designed. Having a huge cone thing that would you know, really stun people. Mm-hmm. If you're unlucky, it's instant stun and they're losing turns until they break out of it. You know, having something like that maybe wasn't... That's the only thing that was really... that made that quite a poorly designed fight, other mm-hmm. than the fact that we were, like, four or five times outnumbered, which, yeah. Um, but that's okay because yeah. of the level we're at. 
Mm-hmm. But with um, having something that auto stuns you as well, and having various other casters, mm-hmm. it's the it's the, the instant stun thing that that was really the only thing that was the main problem for me mm-hmm. that made it a badly designed encounter. Because the other components would have been okay in their own, but that in combination with that made it poorly designed. Um, mm-hmm. But that's something I would explain to the guy. But really, we've had the conversation. You know, I know one other person in particular actually enjoyed the encounter, so. Yeah, not quite sure why, but because they never said why. That's the thing, you know. They said they mm-hmm. enjoyed it, and that was it. But I know that they'll chat about it, though. Um, yeah, yeah, and it, it's kind of bizarre the way it's worked out because there's the three of us, so it's kind of <laughs> it's really strange. I, I was kind of on the fence with that encounter. Yeah, and I can, you know, I can vaguely see it from. Uh huh. Not vaguely, I can see it from both sides. Again, we've got another guy who really enjoyed it and then you've got you that's got a few issues with it ultimately I can see the issues that you had with it and I've got one or two of my own wee bits and pieces Mm -hmm. but at the same point the kind of outnumbered thing it didn't really Mm -hmm. phase or worry me too much when we were getting into it if we were going into it and we were kind of tanking hit points really really badly then I'd be like right okay hang on I'd be seeing it from your point of view about the design and the only real thing was the kind of the the area effect attack that just killed all movement killed all actions and you were just killed any interactivity for players you were were just rolling dice and going oh that didn't work again oh well rolling oh that didn't work yeah and as well the the DC on it was kind of relatively high and ultimately, for me, the modifier that I had for it was zero. Mm-hmm. So it was just the straight rolls, and it meant that we were out of action for... Pretty much the entire fight. I mean, really. Pretty much, but I'm, I'm trying to think about it. Maybe seven rounds, maybe, uh-huh. of roll. Oh, nothing happened. Right, back to you. So I was roll. going, oh, wait, it's my turn again. But yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's like, overall, like I was saying, I did enjoy it, but in doubt, number thing wouldn't be a problem. Mm-hmm. But but that's where it was combined with that effect. I mean, really, this thing was a big tanky boy that would decimate you and poison you, and you would be taking constant hit points. I get mm-hmm. it at this level. Um, but it just, it wasn't designed for three players. It just, none of that was taken into consideration. And the main problem, mm-hmm. and yeah. It's oh. hard to change combat, or at least yeah. thought and prepared combat during this. Is why I wasn't bothered by it really during the game. After it, I, I still, you know, even now, I think it wasn't well designed really at all. But you can't do anything about it. I actually enjoyed the monsters. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed mm-hmm. the creatures. And to the to the guy's credit, he tried to put a plaster in it when he stunned everyone. Went, oh god, I think I went in way too hard. You know, because mm-hmm. not only that, he introduced. A threat, a whole new mechanic and stuff, which mm-hmm. wasn't really played with. But really, the plaster in it was instead of kind of doing stuff to make sense, it went okay. So the other guys are stunned, so the big man won't really do much. Mm-hmm. And basically, everybody will talk. You probably didn't have issues with the outnumbered thing because everybody fought me instead, actually. Yeah, you had about great. Eight, eight, nine mages, you know, going for one guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's just in, it's interesting because it just. It would have worked if there wasn't... It wasn't just that one power, by the way. Yeah, but if, if we had NPCs with us to kind of even the numbers out a bit so that they were moving and interacting so that when the area effect came in, 
like even if it was myself and the other PC that was taken out you would maybe have one other person there that's tagging along with you doing something else to kind of eliminate the kind of you know by yourself taking on 14 people thing and you know the kind of sketchy aspect of maybe not making it through the encounter um, but the other thing that was a bit kind of strange about it was that the the area effect attack that came in that immobilised everybody that only came in three or four rounds in mm-hmm. and if it was used earlier on and then the encounter started slowing down you would at that point me I'd be going alright okay well it's just not went according to the plan mm-hmm. whereas the fact that it was after a while and then it got used it made me kind of scratch my head a little bit at that one I mean I think the idea was it was charging up because I actually done it's funny that he used that because I did something similar mm-hmm. for a different game it didn't immobilise people it just had loads of damage or something but it was just one of these things where and now and maybe in theory it looks good but in practice it just doesn't I mean for me the big thing is that wasn't like an optional thing you know well it, it technically I suppose it was but it's one of these things where it's like you're heavily coerced to do it you know and there's all these bits that kind of make you go down that route and it becomes something that it's like I think the main thing was I wouldn't have minded something like that mm-hmm. if it was for something that was a big fight whereas it was kind of like a throwing in threat for threat's sake that's really how it came across it would have been narratively a better thing if it was something that was designed um, actually do you know what this is maybe for another episode actually designing encounters because there's quite a lot of stuff that that there's a lot of reasons this encounter would have actually worked but within the context and with a, with a lack of consideration to various kind of bits of combat and things going on at this level you know combat's something to really make sure it's getting looked at properly to actually make not yeah. to make it easier but actually to make it difficult enough because we're tanks you know well, at mm. least I'm you know I can I'm a totem warrior of the bear you know I'm, mm. I can smack anything you know <laughs> But um, anyway, um, it's something. The, the point is, it's about being constructive about it, and like, even though I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of ragging in it and saying how I thought it wasn't a well designed encounter. Mm-hmm. Actually, the whole sequence around it, the whole setup for getting in there, the actual reveals that were happening, the the actual mystery that was going on, the the reveal was a big monster that actually tied in with previous stuff. Mm-hmm. I loved all that stuff. The encounter itself, it became just a rolling exercise it just became like alright I'll do this I'll do this there wasn't a lot of variety for the type of fight it was Mm. for me Um, but anyway constructive is please be positive with it you know and make sure you're given guidance if nothing else Mm. Um, so yeah I think that's about it for that part of it for me yeah well another another thing that kind of popped into my head there when you mentioned about it so as Jordan said earlier on there his kind of background is game design and amongst other things so Mm -hmm. when you're given feedback as well you need to think about who you are so if I've designed an encounter Mm -hmm. or if we even just look at that encounter that we were talking about if Jordan then gives feedback about that and criticism about that to the DM then what the DM's getting is somebody who's done game design and so on and so on and so on saying that this particular aspect of it 
was either not up to scratch or, you know, whatever it so happens to be. So then at that point, what's happening in this particular case is that you're getting, you know, professional level criticism or a critique, depending on what way, you know, the coin falls. So you need to be careful about who you are as well. Mm -hmm. If you've got a skill set that relates to this at all, and again, if you are somebody who does a lot of creative writing and you're criticising the story, as an example, even if you're not published, even if, you know, you're just doing it for yourself and everybody knows that you write, but nobody really knows what it is or whatever, you are then a writer, you are then a storyteller. So you need to be careful with that level of, with that type of criticism or yeah. critique that you give. <laughs> and arguably you need to be more more empathetic about the points that you make and mm-hmm. put across but at the same point if you've got that skill set and you turn around and say it's great then you know it's like getting two pats in the back instead of one yeah totally and the thing is as well even though that, that is my kind of background really um, especially now with the amount of games I've run you know that doesn't mean that all my games fights are going to be the best in the world it doesn't mean mm-hmm. my stories are going to be the best and I'm not expecting games to be designed with all this stuff in mind either. Mm-hmm. You know, for me it was it's more just like a lot of these big combats that we've done have followed that main, you know, that thing. It's really a lot, especially early on, a lot of stuff was like instant stun. You know, really if you failed your saving throws, you're basically losing turns until you passed, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a very kinda it's a shame because it took away but basically the the main issue with that particular thing really with like the 12 other guys was think of it like fighting 12 skeletons but they'd done three times the damage they'd do and have about four times the hit points you know there, there wasn't it was like the same guy mm-hmm. and it, it feeds in all these things but this is why I don't really I'm not that bothered like ultimately it's like that happened whatever you know and the guy himself during the game was like ah I kind of might have screwed up a wee bit here um, mm-hmm. but that's fine you know and if that discussion ever comes up is, and he says oh how come he didn't think that didn't work you know that really my main thing would be from the game design perspective there was those bits that didn't work and that's probably the only thing that's came it's not an individual issue that that's came up before that's actually came across several encounters throughout it but it's not affected my overall enjoyment of the game Mm -hmm. you know the only thing it ever has in the past has been things like um there's there's a lot of kind of like oppression in it you know there's a big theme of oppression and things like that Mm -hmm. Now that's great to have that stuff, but when you're having it for a year and it's like there's no, it feels like there's no reward, you know, I then kind of go, why is it I'm not enjoying it so much? Then I go, oh, well, that's because there's no actual feedback loop, there's no reward, there's, there's kind of no, there's no, there's none of that. So at least it helps me from a game design perspective if I'm providing feedback for somebody's game. I can at least give something that rather than, I don't know, I didn't like it, I'm not sure why, at least I can kind of go, it might be because of that. Um, but that again it goes back to just making sure you're being constructive because ultimately I could have just said I didn't like that game that you know I didn't like that fight I thought it was crap that's completely useless feedback because I didn't think it was crap number one Mm -hmm. but it also doesn't provide any substance for the person to chew on Mm -hmm. you know Um, but yeah so I think that's maybe it from like the, the feedback sides of things so I think the last point Last point to maybe talk about is how feedback informs the how you might run or how you might evolve your games. Um, I don't know if there's anything you want to talk. I've got a very quick kind of example to use, but and maybe mm-hmm. finish with it. So if there's anything you want to talk about, I, I mean ultimately, 
it's kind of for me it's kind of going back and touching and and some of the stuff we've talked about if you're not being honest then if somebody turns around and says yeah, yeah that's great oh fantastic you know best game ever you know five stars whatever you know however they're giving you your, the feedback then what happens is then you run more encounters like that that. you continue your game in that same vein and you've got somebody that's sitting there bored stiff and you know you're not getting anything decent so you need to be honest with what you're giving uh, feedback otherwise you're just ultimately hurting yourself in the long run Um, and it sounds ridiculous saying it but I'm going to say it anyway but making sure that you've got a process so that you can actually get feedback out and done now whether that's you sit and you talk to the DM privately and go I'd like to be given feedback here so that you know I'm helping you know inform the story or whatever or whether you and another player talk about it and figure out the best way to talk to your DM or you know whatever it is that's going on right whether it's overtly getting discussed or whether it's subtly dropping hints here and there whatever you need some form of system otherwise potentially you just get stuck doing the same thing again and again and again and it might not be that you particularly need a system because you know you've got a DM that's varying things all the time and you know they're, they're ticking all the boxes for you but ultimately you need you need something there that you can feel comfortable in giving the feedback mm-hmm. through whatever yeah. means and if you don't feel comfortable giving feedback then you then go right okay well ultimately there's something not quite right with the games because everybody should be able to discuss things openly and and, you know all the rest of it if you're scared to give feedback then you know does that mean that the DM is overly protective of their story if you're scared to give feedback is that because you're not comfortable with the group due to some personality clash Mm -hmm. or you know if if you're the person that's uncomfortable then be honest with yourself why you're uncomfortable and try and figure that out if you're not sure talk to somebody else and try and figure it out with them or if you're the person that isn't uncomfortable but somebody's there and is telling you that they're uncomfortable or if there's somebody there that's telling you that you know they're they're bored or they feel hard done by with a decision or this or that or whatever then you know don't obviously go and talk to the dm without letting this other person know you're doing that because that can seem a bit underhand and all the rest of it but you as somebody who is more comfortable trying ring fence that person because they are again they're uncomfortable because they're new to the group or you know whatever <laughs> the reason is try and help that person through it um and again ultimately that's going to benefit in the long run because you know it's going to either tweak the game or it's going to make them enjoy it more or it's going to make them understand something that's happened and again in the long run it's going to keep everybody happy 
Yeah, I think what you're saying there, I think this is actually really good, especially around, what was the bit you just said there? It was the, I was just talking about how you, you address um, things that maybe aren't working so well. So, because that's like with our group, we don't tend to have that feedback. We don't ask for feedback. We don't really offer it because mm-hmm. the thing is, we're just hanging out. That's really the point of it. You know, we're hanging yeah. out. Um, and there's never been something that's made me go, I don't know what to stop playing, you know. There's only ever been times where, like, that encounter where I went, oh, that wasn't really a well-designed fight, but whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, like, going back to the theme of, like, oppression I spoke about, that, that, I mean, it got to a point, when, especially I was working two jobs at one bit as well, I'm sitting kind of going, I'm just not getting anything out of this anymore, you know. And But the thing is, we're meeting once a week, so it was never enough for me to be like, oh, I need to, you know, uh, mm-hmm. whatever. I tend to just go, right, that's it, done. You know, season next week, whatever. Um, so... But it's important to make sure that if something does bother you with a mm. game, it is worth, even if it's something critical, it's worth speaking to whatever, whoever it is, it's mm. maybe part of the cause, not causing the reason, but maybe help. Like if it's a problem with the game, it's worth speaking to the DM and asking, what do you think? Like, I'm kind of, I might not be enjoying it. And just explain maybe what those points are. I don't need mm. to say, I hate it because you just need to say, I'm just struggling. Because I was getting to a point when I was working two jobs and it was mm-hmm. like, everything's just, you're getting backstabbed. And this was like a year of being backstabbed, you know. And I was doing two jobs and I just mm-hmm. was like, oh, I can't really be bothered. And I was getting to a point where I was like, I'm probably going to cut down to once every two weeks, you know. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm like, I'm not enjoying it. Because not, less so because of the game, although having the same theme and every encounter being very similar yeah. didn't really help either. Yeah, but, because ultimately the, the thing with that is that because it's a long-term campaign, it's not like every third or fourth game is changing if it's mm-hmm. rather than a one-off encounter that you're doing, or not encounter, sorry, a one-off yeah. game, a one-shot, rather than that. And then like next week it's different, next week it's different. If it's going over two, three, four games, maybe a wee bit longer, you ultimately know at some point you've got your beginning, your middle, your end. Mm-hmm. If you enjoyed it, great. It's something that you can either do in the future or it's something that you can get the DM to run again in the future or mm-hmm. something similar. Um, and if it's something that you're not particularly enjoying, you go, ah, it's okay because it'll be done in the next couple of weeks. So although I'm not enjoying it as much as, you know, the last yeah. game that we've done, I know that there'll be something new in the horizon. Whereas, again, this game, you you know the setting and you know everything that's happening and at the point that we're at just now, it's, it took us two years to get there, number one. And well, yeah. I think the guys have realised, I tend to just be like, right, let's get moving. I'm not interested in exploring. Because it's like, I don't want to take three years to finish a flaming game. Because I want to see what's happening. You know, that's the thing. But yeah, I've yeah, said yeah. that during the games. You know, that's not a criticism or anything. Most of the reason we're messing around is because mm. we've decided to do that. You know, it's not, aye. It's just, whereas that, it was really what kicked that off for me was that point where it's like we're still not even at flame in the middle of the map and this has been two years yeah so I, again from the feedback point of view of that yeah I think we're literally halfway now yeah two years to go but we've been um, at the halfway point for like two three weeks now though but true we've got stuff to deal with though that's the difference yeah. whereas before it was kind of like you wander and then there's some uh-huh. oddball fight or something yeah. you know this particular village also doesn't like you and yeah yeah exactly so there's, there's a couple of points that we've been at where it it's felt a bit like repetition and it's felt a bit like rather than going you know the journey's taken in the game the journey's taken months so it's like at each kind of stage along that journey that you're getting what's happening rather than 
even if it was very generic, okay, right, you know, this happens, how did you, how do you want to deal with it, right, this, 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 right, roll a couple of dice, see the outcome, Mm -hmm. right, next encounter, right, roll a couple of dice, so the travelling part is kind of being acted out rather than it being condensed as one potential thing, Um, you know, other bits and, and pieces like that, but ultimately it's kind of, you know, every point that our group travels to, they're seen as outsiders, they're not trusted, there's, you know, essentially racism going on, Mm -hmm. and we're in the receiving end of it, and that's happened from place to place to place to place, and we've yet to find a place along the journey that is actually neutral towards us. Well, we'll give you one example. Not not positive, just neutral. Yeah, there's one example in the two years, I think probably a year and a half, there's been one NPC that hasn't been negative towards us, you know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. that's that at least from a game design perspective, I can explain why I don't think that works. But you know, I actually think it might be worth doing an episode on that campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, actually, because the thing is, there's so many good bits about it too. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you're just hearing the criticism stuff. Two two years worth of worth of memories to go through. I well, I mean, the thing is, we're going through the criticisms, but most of that is because really I'm kind of trying to describe mm. actually talking about criticism, and actually, it's worth if if a game's getting to the point where you're not enjoying it and you're actually just getting a bit frustrated with it. And really, the only time that I've been actually getting frustrated playing it mm. was when I was doing two jobs and it was the same stuff for basically a year. You know, that's really a point where you should be looking at approaching it and actually having the, a discussion and actually mm-hmm. providing that critical feedback with constructive criticism, you know. Um, yeah. But I think, sorry, go well, ahead. Well, what I was going to say is, at, at that point, if, if you'd went to the DM at that point and went, look, because I'm doing the two jobs and this and that and whatever else, I'm feeling like this is stalling a bit. I want more pace in the game. Understand that it's a long-term campaign and understand that the journey is going to take you know, many, many months to complete. But for me, Jordan, yeah. the player, rather than your character, I'm, I'm looking for a bit more pace. At that point, if the DM had then spoke to me and then said, in terms of the game, yeah. how are you feeling with pace and things like that? At that point, I'd be going, well, I'm all right with it taking longer and things, but, you know, as it stands, you know, we've went from here to here, it's taking quite a bit. And ultimately, from this place to this place to this place to this place, we've kind of basically done the exact same thing. So taking a while to get there, I'm kind of okay with that as long as we're kind of doing something productive along the way for kind of rehashing the, you know, the exact same scenarios. In terms of the kind of broad and overall, like theme that that's going on, that, yeah. then, uh, well what's the point rather than yeah okay the, the overall theme like the big story is we're travelling to get back to our home city which has been taken from us so we're gathering support as we're travelling along that's the main thing and then the sort of subplot is because of fights and wars and things our group are on the outside looking in now because of changes in power and the way that you know, everything's been governed across um, this, you know, the different kingdoms that we are travelling across and ultimately this continent that we're on. And again, the, the thing is, you're going, would every single place that we would cross, would every single place be hostile towards us or at the very least 
neutral but bordering on the side of pointing the finger and saying they did it you know surely there would be places that would be so small that would have such a small amount of passing trade that they'd just be grateful for any sort of extra boost to income mm-hmm. you know surely that would be happening surely there would be different kingdoms that we would be crossing through that wouldn't actually have been you know sided against us and you know without again going into the details of the campaign because again we'll cover that in another episode if everyone's interested but you know that's the kind of the thing here and there that you're looking at and going well if that was tweaked then that journey of many months I would be completely happy with that you know being another two years but at the moment it's kind of right but we've done this is kind of in the position yeah. that I'm in so it's not the length of time of the journey that's the issue for me it's just that it's kind of the same thing that's happening yeah and so that's really the point of that all was you know if there is issues it's kind of getting to you because really that's been the only case where I've been like going I don't know if I can be bothered with this anymore you know just just in terms of frequency and really the angle I was coming going to go at was you just keep doing what you're doing I'll see if I can have my guy take a passive role at a camp whenever I'm not mm-hmm. there, you know. Um, and it lets me get a break, it lets me kind of do my own thing and find, do my work, but get time to relax, which at the point I was not really getting any time other than like a sat- Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. um, and Saturday nights, but that was like dedicated for mm-hmm. D&D. So the work thing made it become like work. So that kinda, there was a lot of factors that made me stop enjoying it quite a bit. Um, so it means if you've got any issues with someone and it is making you not enjoy it, it's worth it's worth bringing it up with the DM. But maybe don't open with the criticism because that wouldn't go well. Um, but I think uh, really the kind of last thing I'd like to just it's more just a summary more than a point to talk about is you know regardless of the good or bad feedback that you know I think this is more for DMs. Mm-hmm. The the feedback or it's worth being wary of when you're a player and we've touched on this a bit as you know, the feedback that you provide, it's going to inform the kind of decisions and themes and the things you will see more of, mm-hmm. you know. Now, just because you say something's good doesn't mean you're going to get hit with the same thing all the time. Mm-hmm. But if you if you say, oh, I enjoyed that encounter, that scary monster was cool, you can be sure that you're going to get a cool scary monster later. Now, how similar it is and stuff, it'll be up to the DM to be creative. But this is where when Jamie's saying things like, oh, I didn't, you maybe didn't enjoy something, but you say, that was great. You're going to be seeing more of that stuff that you don't enjoy. And it was like the same thing, Yeah. even speaking about that, like doing the same things, really the themes that we've experienced is oppression and betrayal. That's basically been it for two years, you know. Um, Now, there is new things coming now, but, you know, at the time where I was working a lot, that was becoming, I was just getting bored of playing because it just felt like I was getting constantly, our team was getting backstabbed constantly. Mm -hmm. And it just meant, like, there was no enjoyment, there was no feedback, look of of fun, there was no pleasure in it. Um, So, but if I said, no, I think that's going great, I would have got more of that. And then I probably would have just been like, screw it, I'm probably not going to, I'll just start skipping every few weeks, you know. I would say to them, oh, look, I'm going to be taking every second week now. Mm, yeah. You know, it's, it's better just being honest and but just be be aware that anything you say, good or bad, you'll probably see more of it. Um, <laughs> Can be taken out of context. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Um, but the thing is, if, if you're enjoying it, share it and you'll get more of it. Um, yeah. Because certainly the themes, I think the guys that I was running the, that year campaign with, the, the other group that I was talking about, um, I remember one of them said, oh, I'd love to see more. This is more a passing comment. It wasn't like supposed to be feedback. 
they said, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing how like my family from their backstory is going to get involved. Mm-hmm. So while if I said, what would it make this more interesting for you, which is me opening the conversation for feedback, they might mm-hmm. have said that. I'm more just being aware of what's at the table. But they're looking for themes of connection to their backstory, so that's stuff I can weave in. So just be aware, whatever you kind of say, it will, it will come back to... Mm-hmm. Well, it will come back to surprise you or bite you. Um, it'll be one of them, so... But it's worth it. So I think that's really it. That's kind of our take for me anyway. And yeah. if you've got thoughts, if you disagree, I mean, you might completely disagree with my example of game design and think that's a fine encounter for a hardcore game, which is important to mention. It's a hardcore game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's totally okay. Um, I'll, just, I'll just have to disagree with you, but that's okay. Um, but we'd love to hear your thoughts on basically anything we've said or if you please share your own experiences. You know, it's certainly good to hear either your takes on what we are saying or your takes on something you've experienced. Um, but just, I think it's important just mm-hmm. even for us to grow as well because we're not experts by any means. We're just nope. two pals talking about D&D. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's really it for me and that's that's my kind of ask, ask from you that's watching or listening. Yeah, and again, just like Jordan saying, the more comments, the more ideas, the more thoughts that are there, the more ideas, thoughts that that gives us either for coming back and talking about something or putting it into our games or suggesting it to our respective DMs to maybe include as well if there's something there that you know sparks a bit of inspiration there but I think all really that's left to say is thanks for watching or listening depending on where you are and if you know this has helped you know give us a thumbs up follow us subscribe you know all that good internet magic and if not give us the little thumbs down or leave us a comment and tell us tell us what we should be doing give us some negative feedback you know <laughs> give us some positive feedback you know something here's an exercise what it does give us positive feedback and give us some both constructive and just criticism full stop and we'll show you how to ignore the bad stuff <laughs> and anything constructive will do um, but no, seriously, yeah, um, can't wait to hear your thoughts and thanks for watching and or listening, guys, um, and we'll get you next time. Yeah, thanks again. See ya.